All right, we are back once again. It's Cameron Smith for the NBA podcast, along with my bro, Christopher Kaysen. And Chris, the 2013 NBA Finals are finally here. We have the San Antonio Spurs against the Miami Heat and what many think is going to be an epic NBA Finals because both teams really are balanced in a lot of ways in terms of shooting defensively and also their coaches, two great coaches going up against each other. So uh, this is a matchup that I know one player in particular has been waiting for, and that's LeBron. James, who faced San Antonio back in 07, and the Spurs swept him. Uh, and we heard the quotes from LeBron just before Game One about how he's trying to basically get something back that San Antonio stole from him. And I like to call this LeBron's revenge in this series because he's really trying to get some get back against the Spurs. So before we get into the matchup of the NBA Finals, let's just talk about how we got here and. One of the best series that we've seen in the playoffs is Miami and Indiana. It went seven games, and the, and the Pacers really uh, exceeded expectations that a lot of people had for them. No, definitely. I mean, they had true size advantage down low. Roy Hibbert pretty much just went off. If this was a contract, if he was going into a contract, yeah, he would have got he would have got the max. Yeah, just he would have got paid, series. right, yep. And, you know, David West, I mean, those guys, we saw – you know, the blossoming of Paul George, not a superstar yet, but just one of the young, bright stars of the league. And Lance Stevenson, you know, mm -hmm. still kind of erratic, but I believe he'll take something away from this series. But, I mean, they pushed Miami to the brink. And Miami really hasn't looked too good, you know, throughout the playoffs. I mean, you discount the first-round series against Milwaukee. Right. You know, that was you know, a wash. I mean, yeah. Just kind of a scrimmage. Exactly. Basically. I mean, but you look at, you know, the following series against the Bulls. Right. You know, they won in five games. They only, they've only looked good, like, completely in terms of defense and offense in about four games to me. And, you know, they can't have that kind of slippage against San Antonio. Right. Because San Antonio is one of those teams that's going to take advantage of those mistakes. So they really – this is a series that the big three need to be on the same page throughout 48 minutes. Right. Because, you know, Tony Parker is not going to let up. Tim Duncan is not going to let up. Manu, I think, will have a, a big series because – Whoever's guarding him has to stay, you know, chasing him around screens. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best splitters of uh, the pick and roll there is in the game. And I believe this will be a series that he'll, you know, his shooting will start to get back. He hasn't really looked like himself, but the same thing could be said about Dwayne Wade. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a chess match out there. Man, I think that the biggest thing for Miami is, like you said, that the big three have to show up. And we saw LeBron basically called out. D. Wade and Chris Bosh in so many words uh, after that game six loss and where Indiana just really dominated the heat on the boards and inside the paint with Roy Hibbert and David West and that's the one thing that I think Greg Popovich knows that Miami is going to have trouble in, in defending Tim Duncan and, and Tiago Splitter basically yeah. who we saw him emerge a little bit in the series against Memphis when they swept the Grizzlies and that yeah. series was pretty much a wash and people thought that Memphis would be able to defeat the Spurs because of course the Spurs are older and the later they go into the playoffs Playoffs, the more older and slower they get, but San Antonio really found a fountain of youth and have really played some great basketball, and they're really riding a high. And the biggest thing that, in my mind, I think that has helped the Spurs uh, going into the NBA Finals is the nine-day rest, the nine-day layoff that they've had, and waiting for the winner of that Miami-Indiana series that went that went seven games. So San Antonio's rested. Popovich has had more time to scheme and devise different game plans and how to hurt the Heat. Of course, they're going. To, they want to try and run. They want to pound the ball inside and try and get some paint production. So Miami is going to have their hands tied, and it's really. I think, now that I think about it too, 
it's not more so the big three, but it's going to be a lot of pressure on Eric Spolster too. Yeah. Because he's going to have to adjust his game plan and some of his his approach to uh, certain games, and I think things will change game by game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing you take away from Indiana, that's a team that didn't really have, you know, the outside shooting that San Antonio mm -hmm. had. So a lot of components from Miami, they'll be useful in this series. Shane Battier should be useful because he doesn't have to guard. You know, they, they shouldn't be sticking him on Tim Duncan anyway. But, right. You know, there are going to be some situations where they have to go small because San Antonio can also go small. But, you know, outside from each team, Respective big three, the role players are what's going to be important. The Matt Bonners, the Boris Diaz, the Norris Coles, uh, Chris Anderson. Yeah, Birdman. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's crazy how impactful. You know, he had he he was going to have an impact no matter what team right. he is. But this is a guy who you would expect to have spot minutes here and there, bring some energy, get you some weak side mm -hmm. block shots, and he's a critical component to Miami now. So. You know, it's going to be a very great series. And like you said, you know, Popovich has t had time to sit there and scheme more, look at what Miami's doing, probably throwing some new play sets, mm -hmm. um, some new out-of-bound play sets uh, for his team. And, you know, just the way Tony Parker just picked apart Memphis, you know, Miami hasn't seen that yet. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they're talking, you can't really even put LeBron on him unless it's the fourth quarter because you look at how they utilize Tony Parker. They're running him off screen after screen after screen and right. it's not necessarily all the time with the ball in his hands it's off the ball I mean they're very dangerous it's going to this is going to be a true test uh, for Miami and if Dwayne Wade is having those 3 for 13 shooting nice if Chris Bosh is giving them 4, four to 6 rebounds I mean it's going to be very tough for them to for LeBron, pretty much to take onus and put that team on his back, especially against this team. Well, we know that LeBron can do it. We've seen he's proven yeah. time and time again that he can put the the Miami Heat on his back. But can he do it for 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 five games, six games, seven games? I mean, that's really a huge task for one man to really carry because LeBron does so much for Miami, whether it's scoring, rebounding, assisting, and he creates so many plays for that team and other players that uh, that really goes unnoticed. You see a lot of times where he's he's driving on the right side and may make a cross-court pass to the corner to an open shooter like Mike Miller or Ray Allen or even uh, Mario Chalmers or Norris Cole. So, I mean, if Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh don't show up, Miami's going to lose. Yeah. And that's that's just basically anybody can, can, can see that. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, like you mentioned, how Miami guards Tony Parker, who's really, you know, come back from that ankle injury, a really nasty ankle injury, and really come back into his MVP form. He yeah. was one of the, you know, one of the candidates up there with LeBron for the MVP award this season. But he's really, you know, elevated his game and it's right on time too. And I think it's great also that Ginobili has struggled in the playoffs so far up to this point because I think he's he's due for a strong series. And I think this might be against Miami. We saw that with Dwayne Wade where he struggled uh, last series against Indiana, but game seven, he had a big game. Yeah. So when players struggle, they're sometimes due. And that's just basketball karma, basketball. If you play the game or been around the game for a long time, you understand that, that players are due for a good game or a good series. So I think Ginobili is really going to be one of the X factors along with Kawhi Leonard, who's going to yeah. see a lot of time with LeBron James. And he's another young man that's done a great job of scoring the basketball as well. I don't think people understand that he's really a good shooter and he's really proven yeah, that throughout the definitely. season and in the playoffs he's knocked down big shots yeah definitely I mean you get, can also discount Danny Green I right Danny Green as well yeah seem to always be open you know off those driving kicks I mean it's going to be 
a great series, especially for, you know, if you're a shooter in this series, yeah. like a Mike Miller, like a Ray Allen, you're going to get some open looks just because, you know, the attention that LeBron and Tony Parker demands. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's going to be, you know, a great series. I mean, how they guard LeBron, I mean, you're going to put Kawhi on him, but, right. you know, you don't want to tire him out, especially, right. you know, on the other end of the floor. We saw that with Paul George just last series. I mean, it takes a toll on you having <laughs> to go out there and cover LeBron for 40 to 40 plus minutes that right. he's out there and then be expected to be uh, contribute on the other end of the floor. So I want to see, you know, how they devise because it's not a situation where you can say, we're going to let LeBron get his right. and force everybody uh, else, you know, to make shots because, you know, Miami's discipline and you can't get away right. with that against this San Antonio team so I mean I never don't want to really make predictions but I do see the series going seven games all right so Chris is going with seven games I think uh, I'll go six games and 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 no you know what I'll change that I'll go seven games uh, last year I made the mistake of, <laughs> of going against the heat I chose them early in the season for them to win the NBA championship during that lockout season but then for some reason I changed and went to OKC just because how they were playing and how yeah. hot they were in the Western Conference and and, and the 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 damage they did to San Antonio in the Western Conference playoffs as well. So I switched and went to OKC, but I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to go with Miami, Miami in seven. I just think that uh, it's, it's LeBron's it's LeBron's time. It's his era. And I've told a lot of my, 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 my cousins, my family, my brother, that it's going to be similar, not saying that he's Michael Jordan. I want people to make that, to understand yeah. that now. He's not Michael Jordan, but... LeBron is going to do something similar to what Mike did in terms of uh, limiting other superstars NBA championships or not allowing uh, any other superstar NBA player uh, championships. We saw Mike do it. He, he stopped Karl Malone, who really hated on Mike this week, <laughs> saying that Mike is not in his top five, so I don't know what's going on with Karl Malone. He's still bitter, bitter over the 98-97 uh, finals. So, uh, But Karl Malone, Charles Barkley, uh, David Robinson as well, during that Mike era, guys that didn't get championships. Akeem Olajuwon didn't yeah. get his championships until Mike retired for that brief two-year period. Uh, Patrick Ewing, of course. So yeah. I think LeBron is really going to do that with Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, you know, guys like that, Paul George, who's the emerging star, Derrick Rose, sorry, Chicago, but it's, it's just what it is. So I think that he's on that path, and I think he continues that, and this is another stepping stone for his legacy, yeah. for, for his career, and, and he's really, ever since game six last year in Boston, he's elevated his career, his, he's elevated his game. So after that performance in game six, they won game seven, went out to win the NBA Finals, Olympic gold medal in London really put the team on his back yeah. there for them to win a gold medal and then he's just been on a tear ever since that game six in Boston so I think that he goes on to to add to his legacy yeah I mean another thing that's uh, probably going to play a critical role in what it has, is he is going to play a critical role in that is the 2-3-2 format I mean, right Miami gets the first two games at home San Antonio's the next three and I think a lot of people don't understand exactly. that too though I think they forget about that until we get into the finals and okay say oh well they have three games on the road so that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if you're Miami, you know, you want to, if you win those first two, right. you put a stranglehold on the series because right. now you're for San Antonio to win the next three, but still you got the leverage of having the next two um, final games at home. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win those two, yeah. but it's nice to be home, sleep in your own bed, yeah. you know, get a home-cooked meal instead of being on the road in the hotel, ordering room service, yeah. chance of food poisoning, whatever <laughs> have you. But just to talk about LeBron, you look at 
how far he's come from 2007. Mm -hmm. I mean, where San Antonio, you know, they used Bruce Bowen on him and pretty much dared him to shoot outside jumpers. And I believe he shot 36%, um, you know, in that finals and, you know, was swept completely. But you just look at the roster that he actually took to the final. I believe Eric Snow or Jeff McGinnis was starting point guard. Booby Gibson came off yeah. the bench for that team. Iron Noble, Sasha Pavlovich. Yeah, yeah, like, how did he get that team <laughs> to the finals? Elgoskis, yeah. I mean, a very, very raw. Uh, Anderson uh, Verajal was yeah. on that team, I yeah. believe. So, I mean, you just look at how far he's come and how, how far his game has exceeded. Right. What he, I mean, he's dominated and crushed all expectations, you know, he had coming into the league, and those were already high standards right. enough because everybody dubbed him the chosen one. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the next great, mm -hmm. and for an 18-year-old coming in, and now to be a 28-year-old, he's pretty much accomplished more than a lot of people thought he would. So, this is another stepping stone in terms of legacy. But when you look on the other side. It is also for Tim Duncan. That's true. Who can also go down as the greatest player of his era because mm -hmm. he's still in that, um, you know, Shaq, Kobe, mm -hmm. those guys, Ray Allen. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, that Kevin era, Garnett. Yeah. yeah, that era. I mean, he'll have five championships rings. You know, something Shaq can't attest to. Right. Kobe will be tied with Kobe. I mean, and San Antonio is not going anywhere. I don't see how from 2007 you know they're back in the finals but you just look at the level of consistency yeah they're always going to be like 50 plus wins i mean they're always right there at the end nobody pays attention to them and then in the playoffs you know you're surprised that well how, how did how did they get here in yeah. the finals yeah. i mean it's just a testament to their staying power to just those guys buying into pop system and that's why i don't really write them out of this series like you know overwhelmingly everybody has because you just look at how they game plan mm -hmm. you know how they defend their efficiency on offense i mean you can't make mistakes against this team man they said tony parker is playing at an mvp level right mean, you can't really of course lebron's going to see time on him but that takes away so much from him having to worry, you know, playing free safety out there. Right, and, right. You know, blocking some of those passes that's going to get kicked out to open shooters mm -hmm. because Dwayne Wade is not moving real well mm -hmm. laterally right now. Chris Bosh sometimes has been lost out there, you know, even last year. But the thing that's going to help him is now you don't have to worry about Gardner Roy Hibbert. Right, that's Gardner has 30 pounds on Exactly, right. and at least four or four inches. Right, yeah. You know, but you still have to worry about Tiago Splitter cutting back screen off those uh, those little flare cuts that he does. I mean, and they're so precise and efficient. Like, Miami's going to have to bring the total, you right. know. They're really going to have to be locked in. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be I mean, huge. So, I'm, and, and going back to that 2-3-2 two, two, uh, format that, that you put out there, it, it's going to be difficult uh, for San Antonio if they don't win a game in Miami. Yeah. That's just that's just my opinion. They have to, if San Antonio wants to win this championship, they have to steal a game either tonight in Miami or Sunday. Yeah. It has to be one of those games. But if Miami holds court and wins two games, that'll be huge for them because yeah. all they have to do is just win one in San Antonio, exactly. then they're coming back home for the final two games. So uh, even, even though it's game one, and it's going to be a fresh, fresh series. This is an important game. This is an important time yeah. for both teams in these first two games. So I don't think a lot of people really uh, pay attention to how important these games are because it really kind of dictates the rest of the series and how things go. So 
If San Antonio wants to win, I think it has to be on Sunday. I don't know if they're gonna they'll win tonight. It'll be difficult because of the adjustments they'll they'll make. Miami's still riding that high of coming off last series against Indiana, winning Game Seven on their home court, so they have the momentum on their side. Uh, but if San Antonio wants to win, it has to be on Sunday. If they pull out a win tonight, if they win two games in Miami, that'll be huge. Yeah, that'll change the, the whole outlook of the series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another thing is the officiating this series. That's I mean, true. It's been um, a huge topic of conversation throughout this playoffs, just in terms of the inconsistency. And, you know, you're facing two of the greatest. I'm not going to use the word flopping, but, you know, <laughs> two of the greatest acting teams. Yeah. Uh, Let's say dramatic. There we dramatic. go. Two of the dramatic. most dramatic teams. So I want to see how this plays out, especially with Ginobili out yeah. there. These are two great teams in terms of selling contact right. and, you know, initiating contact. Shane Battier, you know, yeah. all these great actors. So I want to see... We know what role the officiating plays yeah. in this uh, series as well. So it, when you think about San Antonio and, and what they bring off the bench, now we've talked about a lot of the starters, but we really haven't touched on the benches for these two teams. And, and what I love about the Spurs is that they can bring guys off the bench and they know their roles, they do their job, and then they go home. Mm -hmm. And it happens night in and night out. When you talk about Matt Bonner, uh, you talk about guys like Boris Diaw as well. Uh, they just have guys that are plugged into those roles that produce. Corey Joseph, who is really yeah. seeing a lot of time in the playoffs and backing up Tony Parker. Uh, they have a lot of guys that, that do the job and do, the, do it well. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Everybody that, you look at Danny Green just a couple years ago, he yeah. was close to being out of the league. Right, San yeah. Antonio, and, you know, this guy is, you know, rota in the rotation, starting, mm -hmm. and actually having a positive effect. I mean, all he has to do really is just know where, know where Tony Parker's at on the floor, right. you know, rotate accordingly, and he's got open three-point shots all the time. I mean, so... You know, you just look at the system there and Matt Bonner isn't how many teams would Matt Bonner be playing for, you know, other besides San Antonio. I mean, it's not, I, it's not yeah, many. It's not many. <laughs> and you just look at the I mean, the one thing that I can't see being a hindrance to them is lose like letting Steven Jackson go because he's another guy who you could throw on LeBron and actually, yeah. you know, at least physically be able to, you know, hinder him somewhat. Right. I mean, nobody's gonna be able to cover him one on one, but it's right. just another body to throw out there. Well, Tracy McGrady see some time. T-Mac in the finals, man. Yeah. That's another underlying story. Yeah. That a lot of people haven't talked about. T-Mac made it to the finals, baby. That's a big jump. Couldn't get out the first round. Now he's in the finals. Now he's in the finals. <laughs> and from what I read, he's considering retirement. Uh, after this season, I would believe T-Mac is, I want to say, 33? Yeah, he's, yeah. Around, he's around that yeah, area. He's around that but area. It, it'll be great for him, though, because I think he, he's he's uh, uh, basing that retirement on if, if, if the Spurs win the ring. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great way to ride out into the sunset. Definitely. Man. I mean, you know, regardless of not what impact you've had, yeah. I mean, you're going out on a high, you yeah. know, whether yeah. you like it or not. But, you know, it's, it's just a testament to, like I said, Popovich's system. And then those guys from Miami, you know, Joel Anthony, he's yeah. going to be counting on someone in this series. The Mike Miller, who got dusted off last series yeah. after not being played really um, throughout the playoffs as far as the Norris Cole, who can give Tony Parker some kind of problem right. on the right. other end. Just we with his quickness. quickness and yeah. speed for speed. So. Exactly. And, you know, just the game in San Antonio that Chris Bosh had a game winning three-pointer. I mean, Norris Cole pretty much tore. Tony Parker up. Yeah. Tony Parker was injured, but you know, still, this is a second-year player, and he right. just went off. So Ray Allen, who 
pretty much has been inconsistent with his shooting mm-hmm. so far this series outside of the first round series against Milwaukee. He's going to be critical because if you get open shots, you're going to have to nail them. Right. And if they're not nailing those three-point shots uh, like they weren't uh, in Indiana, it's going to put that much more pressure on their defense. Mm-hmm. You know, more pressure on LeBron, too, because, right. you know, you can't just say, hey, you're guarding Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Kawhi could, you know, drive to the hole, but just as much as he could be doing that, he could be also stationary in the corner or yeah. moving, you know, off screen. So it's going to be a true test for both clubs, but it's going to be a great NBA Finals. All right, so you say San Antonio on seven. That's right. I didn't make no predictions. No predictions. All right, Chris, said, Chris, said said going, Chris said it's going seven, seven games. So, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw something out at you, Chris. So uh, give me give me a one-word answer or fill in the blank, basically. If San Antonio wants to win the NBA Finals, they have to do what? One word. Um, remain efficient. Okay. I mean, remain, remain efficient. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what about Miami? Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. You know, what are you <laughs> going to get from them? Yeah. I mean, I just look at the game seven. Everybody was talking about how well, you know, Chris Bosh stepped up. You look mm-hmm. at the box score three for 13 shooting, nine points, eight rebounds. This is not that's not production you want from you know the third option. Yeah, pretty much. And in this series, he's gonna have to rebound. You know, you can't get beat on the boards by San Antonio because you're allowing second chance points. You don't want to give the Spurs second chance opportunities because instead of now risking a layup or a two point mm-hmm. mid range jumper, now you're facing maybe an open corner three pointer now. So it's he's gonna have to. Step up. I mean, he's going to be tasked with guarding Tiago, Tim Duncan, some, and you know, on the other end, he can't just remain that guy, 15 feet to the three-point line. He can't be that guy. He has to mix it up, take those guys off the dribble. Sometimes I was surprised he didn't do it, you know, last series against Hibbert that right. much. I mean, you know, but at the same time, San Antonio, you look at what they did to Zach Randolph, forcing him right most of the time. Right. Every time he caught the ball and went into his move, he saw another body right there. So. I mean, he's going to be critical, and Dwayne Wade, what, I know he's hurt, but, you know, he's going to have to lift himself to that game seven level where he's just going to have to swallow the pain and, you know, at least force the action some, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, go to the post and create some opportunities for guys because you have to double on Dwayne. Right. You don't want to, you know, turn around, get into that bank shot off the glass. So he has to be somewhat of a weapon offensively. He just can't be stagnated, standing around out there watching LeBron go to work because, you know, it plays right into San Antonio's hands. All right, game one tonight, Thursday night on ABC in Miami against San Antonio on game two Sunday in Miami. So this is the start of the 2013 NBA Finals uh, for Chris Kaysen and Cameron Smith. We thank you guys for listening. And, of course, Hit us on Twitter as always. Hit Chris at C4 Dunk. You can hit me at Cameron Smith. And we're on iTunes now. Yeah, so we, we, we came up now. <laughs> so, Chris, let everybody know how they can uh, get us on iTunes. Uh, pretty much when the link comes out, you guys can hit subscribe, I believe. Um, I don't even know the iTunes, the official name for the page yet. But once the link come out, you guys hit subscribe. And... You know, we'll try to keep it updated yeah. as much as possible, but that's how you'll be able to do that. Pay attention to the link <laughs> because you can subscribe to us on that link. So make sure that you are following us on there. We need some subscribers, <laughs> man. We got to get that up. All right. All right. Take care, guys.